Hello, everyone. Welcome to Eternity, where love never fails. Hello, everyone. Thanks for listening. This is the Eternity Bible Study Podcast, where we walk through the Bible together every weekday, Monday through Friday. We're podcasting from here in the United States and in Zambia with a goal to share our thoughts and encourage one another as we read God's Word together verse by verse. My co-host in Zambia, Matali and I, are both listening to Through the Bible Podcast and then sharing our thoughts and encouragement with you. From America to Africa and everywhere else, God is in control. As always, our attribution goes to Through the Bible with Dr. J. Vernon McGee. So if you've ever wanted to try to read the Bible every day, we hope you can join us. We're regular people just like you, trying to learn more about God and walk in step with His Holy Spirit. So if you have your Bible, feel free to read along. And if not, no problem. We'll try to put it all together for you. So let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome back. We're in the book of Exodus, chapter 16 today. We are seeing that the nation of Israel is now, they've left Elam, where there were 12 springs of water and 70 palm trees, and they had camped there. They were getting refreshments. They now left Elam, sort of this abundant provision, and they were now settling out and going, and they're going to be tested a little bit by the Lord to see if the people could trust His provision for them. And they're going to be introduced to manna. They'll be eating manna for 40 years. Okay? This is going to be God's provision as they wander in the wilderness. So let's go. Chapter 16, verse 1, They set out from Elam, and all the congregation of the people of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is in between Elam and Sinai. And I think it's kind of interesting, at least to me, though, where they spell the word here, it's sin. And it's almost like when you're wandering in the wilderness of sin, isn't that kind of uh, ironically poetic here? When you're wandering in the wilderness, just like we today, sometimes when when we're stuck in sin or we're wandering in sin, it's like us wandering in the wilderness of sin, grumbling all the time in our own sin because life's not the way we want it and we're not trusting in God's provision because God's provision for the nation of Israel was manna, bread from heaven, but our provision here is a man who's bread from heaven, Jesus Christ who comes down from heaven for us. So, interesting um, Verse 2, And the whole congregation of the people of Israel grumbled, or they complained, against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness, in the wilderness of sin. And the people of Israel said to them, Would that we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by meat pots and ate bread to the full. You know, it'd be better that we let the Lord kill us back in Egypt. At least we had food. Then for you to have brought us out in this wilderness to kill this whole assembly with hunger. So now they're hungry and they're complaining about that. 
They're not trusting in God's provision. Verse 4, Then the Lord said to Moses, Behold, I am about to rain bread from heaven for you, and the people shall go out and gather a day's portion every day, that I may test them whether they will walk in my law or not. So we have bread from heaven too. We have the word of God. We have Jesus Christ who gives us the gospel message. What do we do? We need to take that bread every day. Regularly, the people here were supposed to partake in the God's provision every day to be tested on whether they'll walk in His way or not, whether they'll trust in His provision or not. On the sixth day, verse 5, when they prepare what they bring in, it will be twice as much as they gather daily. So in other words, the day before the Sabbath, they're going to get extra because on the Sabbath they're supposed to rest. Verse 6, So Moses and Aaron said to all the people of Israel at even, evening, You shall know that it was the Lord who brought you out of the land of Egypt. And in the morning you shall see the glory of the Lord because he has heard your grumbling against the Lord. For what are we that you grumble against us? That's very interesting to me. Why are you complaining to us? Because it's the provision of the Lord that you're grumbling against when you boil it all down. Verse 8, And Moses said, When the Lord gives you in the evening meat to eat, and in the morning bread to, to the full, because the Lord has heard your grumbling, that you grumble against Him. What are we? Your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. And I think that we have to think about when we're complaining, or we're hearing those complaining around us, or we've got that complaining spirit, we're ultimately... If we're a believer, we're ultimately complaining against God, against God's provision, against God's wisdom, against God's presence in our life because we have manna now. We have the bread of life now. What more do we need? If we're complaining, it's because we are self-centered and there's something we want that we don't have. We want something to go our way rather than God's provision. Verse 9, Then Moses said to Aaron, Say to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, Come near before the Lord, for He has heard your grumbling. So don't think you can just grumble to one another and God not be sovereign over it and God not be aware of it. He's a part of it. And you're grumbling against Him. So, you don't, so don't think He's not going to know what you're complaining about. And you can sometimes take the pious position. Oh, if we had, you know, if I just had this, this, and this go right in my life, I could serve the Lord better. Why didn't I get the promotion? Why didn't I do better in school? Why is people not understanding me? Because if everything went my way, I could be a better servant. I could serve God better. So you're just grumbling. Grumbling and complaining that things aren't going your way. When things in front of you are God's provision. God's testing you. Just like He was testing the folks in the, the nation Israel, wandering in the wilderness of sin. When we're, when we're keeping our eyes focused on ourselves, we can't keep our eyes focused on, on God. Focus 
on ourselves versus God is kind of like a seesaw. The more on ourselves, the less on God. That's focus. But what about fear and faith? The, the more faith we have, the less fear we have. Fear of hunger, fear of death. The more fear we have, the less faith we have. So, here we are. Verse 10, As soon as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the people of Israel, they looked toward the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared in the cloud. And the Lord said to Moses, I've heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, At twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with bread. Then you shall know that I'm the Lord your God. Remember what Moses said a couple of chapters ago, Exodus 14, 13, and Moses said to the people, Fear not, stand firm, and see the salvation of the Lord, which He will work for you today. Fear not. Remember, faith and fear, kind of like an up and down seesaw. The more fear you have, the less faith. The more faith you have, the less fear. And standing firm. Spiritual warfare. What is your focus on when you stand firm? Is it on the Word of God? Or it is on the Word of man? It is on God? Are you standing on His, His words? Are you focusing on Him? Or are you focusing on yourself? See the salvation of the Lord. What do you look at? Do you see yourself? Or do you see the Lord? Are you standing firm on God's Word? Or your Word? Are you fearing? Or are you going on faith? He will work for you, not you. I think those words are so so wise. And the Lord said, verse 11, I've heard the grumbling of the people of Israel. Say to them, at twilight you shall eat meat, and in the morning you shall be filled with the, with bread. Then you shall know that I'm the Lord your God. Verse 13. In evening, quail came up and covered the camp, and in the morning dew laid around the camp, and when the dew had gone up, there was a on the face of the wilderness a fine flake-like thing as frost on the ground. So they were eating quail in the evening. That must have helped them a lot. And in the morning, this fine frost was on the ground, and the people of Israel saw it, and they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, It is the bread that the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Gather of it, each one of you, as much as you can eat. You shall each take an omer, according to the number of the persons that each of you has in his tent. And the people did so. They gathered, some more, some less, but... When they measured it with a no more, whoever gathered much had nothing left over, and whoever gathered a little had no lack. Each of them gathered as much as he could eat. And Moses said to them, Let no one leave any of it over till the morning. But they did not listen to Moses. In other words, they're supposed to gather it all up so it's not wasted. But some left part of it till the morning, and it bred worms and stank. And Moses was angry with them. Morning by morning they gathered it, 
each as much as he could eat, but when the sun grew hot, it melted. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much bread, verse 22, two umbers each. And when all the leaders of the congregation came and told Moses, he said to them, This is what the Lord has commanded. Tomorrow is a day of solemn rest, a holy Sabbath to the Lord. Bake what you will bake and broil what you will boil. And all that is left over lay aside to be kept till morning. So they laid it aside till the morning. So you can bake with it. You can boil with it. McGee says there was probably a manna cookbook, a Moses cookbook, because they could, could probably do a lot with this manna. Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, which is the Sabbath, there will be none. Verse 27, so on the Sabbath day, some of the people went out to gather. They didn't listen, but they found none. And then Moses, the Lord said to Moses, How long will you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? See, the Lord has given you the Sabbath. Therefore, on the sixth day, he gives you bread for two days. Remain each of you in his place. No, let no one go out of his place on the seventh day. So the people rested on the seventh day. God's testing him. Are you going to live on my words or your words? Are you going to trust my provisions for you? And remember, there are going to be days when I don't provide for you. And that day, don't go out and look for the manna because I've already given it to you in other ways. Some days you're going to find the manna. Some days there not, is not going to be manna. And that's my provision for you as well. Verse 31. Now the house of Israel called its name manna. It was like a coriander seed, white. With the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. It must have tasted delicious. And you could bake with it and boil it and do all kind of things with it. Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded. Let an omer of it be kept throughout your generations so that they may see the bread with which I fed you in the wilderness. When I brought you out of the land of Egypt. And Moses said to Aaron, Take a jar and put an omer of manna in it and place it before the Lord to be kept throughout your generations. As the Lord commanded Moses, so Aaron placed it before the testimony to be kept. So this was the Ark of the Covenant, as McGee teaches. So in there, in the Ark of the Covenant, was uh, a jar of manna. Aaron's staff was put in there, and the Ten Commandments. That's the testimony. The people of Israel, verse 35, ate manna 40 years till they came to a habitable land. They ate the manna till they came to the border of the land of Canaan. Okay, so we are seeing God testing his people, teaching his people as they wander in the wilderness of sin, grumbling. So often for us today, we walk, when we're grumbling, we're like walking in the wilderness of sin because we're grumbling. We're not trusting God's provision. And when we're not trusting God's provision for us, whatever we're grumbling about is really grumbling against God and His provision and His wisdom 
and His presence in our life. If you have God's presence in your life, what is there to grumble about? That's like what Moses and Aaron are saying. What are we? You know, we're just men like you. Your grumbling is not against us, but against the Lord. So we're going to stop here. Today is Friday. We'll take a break as we always do over the weekend. And Monday, we'll start back as we go through Exodus. We'll be starting chapter 17. So now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, I hope you're doing great. It's really amazing that we're able to study the Word of God like this. And we're going through the book of Exodus and um, literally doing it around the world. You over there in, in Zambia and us over here in uh, the U.S. And we're, we're going through God's wisdom, God's Word, God's provision to all of us today. And the lessons that we're learning are just as relevant for us today as it was when God originally given, gave them to the nation Israel. So for me to all of you, as always, God bless you. Keep your heart centered on Christ. And now I'll turn the rest of the podcast over to my co-host in Zambia, Matali. Matali, can't wait for to hear what you've got to say today. So take it away, and we'll see you next week. Hello. So today's teaching is coming from Exodus chapter 16, beginning at verse 1, all the way through to verse 36. In this section that we're in, we're looking at the experiences of the nation Israel as they left the land of Egypt, crossed the Red Sea, and came to Mount Sinai. So there are seven recorded experiences that the children of Israel had gone through, which correspond to Christian experience. So I read scripture, verse 1 of Exodus 16. And they journeyed from Elam. And all the congregation of the children of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai, on the 15th day of the second month after they departed from the land of Egypt. Verse 2, then the whole congregation of the children of Israel complained against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. So... The children of Israel, they have now been out in the wilderness for two and a half months and since they left Egypt. Um, so they now complained when they came. Sorry, they, they, they had actually complained when they came to the Red Sea uh, how they were going to cross over. And when they crossed over, um, they sang the song of Moses. You know, they praised and worshipped. But... It wasn't long until they now started to complain again. Verse 3, scripture reads, And the children of Israel said said um, to them, Oh, we had died by the hand of the Lord in the land of Egypt, when we sat by the pots of meat, and when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us out into the wilderness to kill us, this whole assembly, with hunger. So now they don't actually, yeah, what they're saying, they don't actually mean it. They don't mean the words that they're saying, uh, but they are complaining. So they wanted to actually get out of Egypt. Initially, they wanted to leave Egypt and to be delivered. But now they have come out of Egypt 
and are in the wilderness and are short of water and food and they are now griping and you know they're complaining and they they remembered how it was in Egypt with plenty of food uh, you know they're remembering the meat pots so lots of people today have been saved out of sin and have wanted to actually go back to the old ways so a lot um, have had that particular temptation and um, people Christians have this temptation you are delivered from sin but you still want to you know when when life's not going according to how you expected it to go um, one wants one is tempted to actually go back to their old ways scripture reads verse 4 then the Lord said to Moses behold I will rain bread from heaven for you and the people shall go out and gather a certain quota every day that I may test them when they will walk in my law whether they will walk in my law or not so here God is saying he will take care of them and they won't starve to death so God will lead them through the wilderness verse 5 scripture we're going to read and it shall be on the sixth day that they shall prepare what they bring in <clears throat> and it shall be twice as much as they gather daily then moses and aaron said to all the children of israel at evening you shall know that the lord has brought you out of the land of egypt verse 7 and in the morning you shall see the glory of god for he hears your complaints against the lord what are we that you complain against us so here moses and aaron they ask why the people are complaining against them moses and aaron as they are just human and they can't do much they can't do anything um so they can't provide for them and they tell the people that god has heard their complaints so the glory of god every time they complained, the children of Israel complained, it actually appeared. And this shows that God doesn't like gripers. He doesn't like complainers. Um, he doesn't like complaining Christians today either. So we have people in the church today who love to complain. They like to complain, to criticize, they like to gripe. Even they're fault finders. So, you know, if one has a problem or issue in the church with the church pastor, you know, as Dr. Jeeves Nagy put it, they should take that also somewhere else. They should leave instead of just sitting and complaining because God doesn't like gripers. Um, so, verse 8, does it read? And Moses said, This shall be seen when the Lord gives you meat to eat in the evening and in the morning bread to the full. For the Lord hears your complaints we should take against him and what are we your complaints are not against us but against the lord so here you know when we begin to actually gripe and complain about things in the church if we you know we should ask ourselves are we really complaining about what the preacher does or you know the real reason we're against him is because He's actually teaching God's word and it represents God and it makes us uncomfortable. It's 
like pointing towards what all the wrong things that we're doing. So God doesn't like complainers. So you have a lot of these people who have baseless complaints. Oh no, the preacher does this. He didn't greet me. I don't like how, you know his sermon on this particular day. And you tend to wonder, are you actually complaining about the preacher? Or is it that he is giving out the true word of God? Verse 9, verse 9 to read. Then Moses spoke to Aaron, say to all the congregation, while the children of Israel come near before the Lord, for he has heard your complaints. Verse 10. Now it came to pass, as Aaron spoke to the whole congregation of the children of Israel, that they looked towards the wilderness, and behold, the glory of the Lord appeared to appeared in the cloud. Verse eleven. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, "I have heard the complaints of the children of Israel. Speak to them, saying, At twilight you shall be filled with bread, and you shall know that I am the Lord your God." Verse eighteen. So it was that quails came up at evening and covered the camp, and in the morning, the dew lay all around the camp. So God gave them quails to eat. So, you know, they were having what? Like, that's Jim McGee said, quails on toast, quails on bread. So God provided for them. Verse 14 goes on to read. And when the layer of dew lifted there on the surface of the wilderness was a small round substance as fine as frost on the ground. Verse 15, so when the children of Israel saw it, they said to one another, What is it? For they did not know what it was. And Moses said to them, This is the bread which the Lord has given you to eat. This, verse 16, this is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Let every man gather it according to, according to each one's needs. One omer for each person according to the number of persons let every man take for those who are in his tent. So this, uh, they named it manna. Manna meaning what is this? So manna was the substance uh, when they went, uh, sorry, with their substance when they went through the wilderness. So they were to gather it, but just enough for the day because God would supply it every day. But before the Sabbath day, they were to gather enough for the Sabbath as it would not appear to them. So verse 17, verse 8, Then the children of Israel um, so, so verse 17 reads, And the children of Israel did go to Giko did so and gathered some more did and gathered sorry some more some less so verse 18 so when they measured it by omers he who gathered much had nothing left over and he who gathered a little had no luck every man had gathered according to each one's needs and moses said let no one leave it uh, let no one leave of it until morning. Then verse 20 goes on to read, Notwithstanding, they did not heed Moses, but some of them left part of it until morning, and its bread worms and stunk, 
the and Moses was angry with them, verse 21. So they gathered it every morning, every man according to his need. And when the sun became hot, it melted. So here, um, it was actually to be gathered every morning. And each man was to gather it. So this was to be, you know, a personal experience. So this speaks of Christ as the bread of life. And if you look at John 6, um, in John 6, 32, so I'll begin reading from, it reads, Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. Verse 33, For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. So, man represents Christ as the bread of life who came down from heaven to give us his life for the world. This, however, does not actually represent um, him as the one we are to feed on daily, but it does represent him as being the one who gave us his life and substance in the book of numbers it actually states that their feet did not swell even though you know they only had one diet <clears throat> one type of diet but this actually this diet that they were ha having contained all the necessary nutrients so the manna had all the vitamins in it and it was adequate to meet all their health needs and benefits verse 25 reads um yeah i'll drop down from yeah to verse 25 actually yeah um which reads then moses said eat that today for today is a sabbath to the lord uh, today you will not find it in the field, verse 26 goes on to read, Six days you shall gather it, but on the seventh day, the Sabbath, there will be none. <clears throat> so here the Sabbath day was given to them before it was given in the commandments, before it actually became law to them. Verse 27 reads, Now it happened that some of the people went out on the Sabbath day to gather, but they found none. Verse 28, and the Lord said to Moses, how long do you refuse to keep my commandments and my laws? Verse 29, see, for the Lord has given you the Sabbath before he gives you on the sixth day bread for two days. Let every man remain in his place. Let no man go out of his place on the seventh day. Verse 30, uh, so the people rested on the seventh day. So here. They were given the Sabbath before the commandments were actually given. And they were to gather uh, enough on... They were to gather enough um, before the Sabbath because the, this, uh, the manna, the bread from heaven, was not going to appear. Um, okay, so... The verse 31, sorry, goes on to read, And the house of Israel called its name manner and it was like white coriander seed and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey so here manner actually contained all manner of vitamins so manner is what 
actually started the mixed multitude among the children of Israel complaining um, that there and you know there is an incident in the book of Numbers that's Numbers 11 verse 4 and 5 let me just turn to Numbers 11 verse 4 and it reads now the mixed multitude who were among them yielded to intense cravings so the children of Israel also wept again and said who will give us meat to eat verse 5 we remember the fish which we ate freely in egypt the cucumbers the melons the leeks and the onions and the garlic so you know it's as if the spirit of god is saying here this is what the people despise so they got tired of eating manna um and manna it was actually was not monotonous food because if we go on to read in Numbers 11 verse 8, it reads, The people went about and gathered it, ground it um, on millstones, or beat it in the mortar, cooked it in pans, and made cakes of it. And its, its taste was like the taste of pastry prepared with oil. So, manner here... It wasn't monotonous, actually. So they could actually fix it in whatever way was imaginable. They could cook it in so many different ways, so many different recipes. So they could bake it, they could fry it, they could pound it, you know, etc., etc. And this was what the children of Israel complained about. And it's what um, God gave them on the wilderness march. But because now they complain about the condiments. From Egypt and not the real stuff that actually nourishes your body. So let me just do one again. And it says, And the house of Israel called its name manna, you know, because they were saying, What is it? So they didn't know what it was, so they called it manna. And it was like white coriander seed, and the taste of it was like wafers made with honey. So they called it manna. What is it? So the question today is, Who is he? Not, not what is it so who the, do men you know Christ said who do men say that I I the son of man is so his the manner that came down from heaven to give life to the world and that's how God gave life to these people on the wilderness march he provided them with the bread of life with manner so the children of Israel got tired of the manner and the complaining first started with a mixed multitude and you know, we had mentioned it earlier that the mixed multitude were the ones who were going to be a problem um so the children of israel they got tired of the manner it was monotonous for them and they longed for the the meat pots in the land of is egypt and this was the story of some and sorry and this actually this right here is a picture of the story of some converted people today. So they have been delivered out of the land of Egypt. They've been delivered out of sin, the world. Um, but every now and then, they make a side trip to get um, the leeks, the onions, the garlics of the land of Egypt. They go back to get the condiments. So one who is saved can't go on living like the world, entering or eating the food of, the, of Egypt eating the food of the world and living on things of Egypt. And, you know, 
be um, serviceable for God. It doesn't work like that. Um, to live for God and to live um, to, to live for God and to actually have the peace of God in our hearts, there must be a break with Egypt. Egypt representing the world. And, and, and you know, living on the true manner and not the side condiments. So, you know, one has to live for the true manner that came down from heaven that God provided. Verse 32 goes on to read. Then Moses said, This is the thing which the Lord has commanded. Fill one omer with it to be kept for your generations that they may see the bread with which I fed you in the wilderness when I brought you out of the land of Egypt. Verse 33, And Moses said to Aaron, Take a pot and put one omer of manna in it and lay it up before the Lord to be kept for your generations. So here, actually a pot of manna was put in the ark. And we'll see this in the last part of, you know, our study in the book of Exodus. Um, to the building of the tabernacle. So in the ark, three things were actually put there. So there was Aaron's rod, which budded, manna, and the Ten Commandments. So the law, the commandments that they actually put, they speak of the fact that he alone kept the law, and he fulfilled it for us. And the manna speaks of his death for us, that his, um, he has actually provided spiritual food for us and Aaron's rod that budded speaks of his resurrection and over that was the mercy seat so the blood was put on the mercy seat and he alone was able to actually meet God's demands and he alone is able to save because the blood's been shed and God's now prepared to actually extend mercy to man the sinner Verse 35 goes on to read, And the children of Israel ate the manna forty years until they came to an inhabitation to an inhabited land. They ate manna until they came to the border of the land of Canaan. Verse 36. Now an omer is one tenth of an ephah. So here verse 36 is talking about the daily rations that each one actually had so the children of Israel actually you know they had this manna for 40 years and when they got to the land of Canaan they uh the manna stopped and they begin to eat the corn that they found in the land and they still complained they said how good the manna was so um so for 40 years they ate manna and um it ta- the taste of the lord you know taste of the lord and see that he is actually good you know live on the spiritual food of god so all these things happened unto us as examples uh all these things sorry happened unto them as examples unto us so all these things um happened you know along the wilderness march so that they can be examples unto us so you know live off the manner of life the bread of life god has provided you know a his word is our spiritual food for our sustenance and um you know no matter how many times you read the bible there's always you know that new experience that you actually tend to have which is just amazing 
So this is our teaching for today. Thank you all for listening and God bless you all. Have a pleasant day. Bye-bye. Oh, you know, man, you know, man, you know, man.